Hey guys, it's Adam coming to you live from the Drunk Passup Studios here in New York City. And <laughs> this is just a really funny little... It, it's not funny because I was actually really irritated by it, but <laughs> it's kind of funny at the same time. So I recorded this segment already. And then I realized I used the wrong celebrity name. <laughs> so throughout the entire segment, I kept calling... Chelsea Peretti, um, I think I called her Christina Peretti, and I don't know where I got that from or why I did that, um, but it, it, it goes to prove that, it goes to prove Will's point that I probably do need production notes, at least somewhat, um, I've resisted so far because I feel like this podcast is more of a conversation between me and you, like me and my listeners. And and production notes and or, or script would make it me monologuing for 25 to 30 minutes, which I kind of get. But at the same time, like, you'll notice I take very natural pauses. And it's not because, um, it, it's not because I don't know what I'm going to say. Most of the time... It's because I'm waiting to think about what you're going to say to me. And it sounds really weird, but that's just... Once I got into the groove of doing the podcast, that's kind of what happened. Um, so I swear to God, Will would fire me if he could. If this wasn't my podcast, if I didn't own it, I am positive he would fire me. <laughs> um, but he can't because I do own it. Uh, and that's going to segue right into... Um, Talking about Chelsea Peretti. Good lord, I cannot believe I screwed up like that. Um, anyways, Chelsea Peretti left Brooklyn Nine-Nine um, January 31st, 2019. Um, she'd been with the series since the very start. And it was announced um, over the summer that she was going to be leaving. When they announced it, though, they made it seem like she was leaving of her own choice. And in interviews, it, that's kind of turning out to not be true. Um, and when I say kind of turning out to not be true, I mean it's definitely not true. Um, <clears throat> so here's what Chelsea Peretti... I keep doing that because I cannot believe I screwed up like that. Um, here's what she told TV Line... She said that it wasn't fully just my decision. It's hard to get into the weeds of what exactly transpired and how it all shook out. But it came, it kind of came together to be this timing that presented itself. So I kind of knew it was going to be happening for a while. I was holding onto this feeling of like, well, I'm leaving. I'm going away from this family in my head. She, um, she followed that up by saying, if you talk to anyone in acting, we'd even know if the show was going to be renewed or not. You're always thinking about what it, what's going to happen in your life. It's the endless twists and turns of show business. And this is kind of how it wound up. Um, and then she, she talked to a Hollywood reporter and she said, that's the part that I'm deliberately not clarifying because I, because I feel like I can't get into the exact breakdown of what happened. I'm just a lily actor out here without much status. Everyone's like, hey, do a bunch of interviews. And I'm like, all right, I don't know how to talk about it. But I feel like it's one of those things you write about Hollywood all the time. No one ever can fully say the, the 
the whole story of what's going on, but the gist of it is it was somewhat mutual, and it was um, amicable. That's the best way I can put it. Now, <clears throat> I, I totally get it, because um, I used to work at a museum, as we've talked about, um, and I had been there on and off for about 10 years. Um, and towards the end, I was getting really sick. I was actually put on medical leave, and they ended up firing me. And, um, but I, when I think about it, I don't think about it as them firing me. I look at it more as it was an amicable thing because my body really just was shutting down. Like, I, I was really sick. And they had to do what they had to do to, for their business, and I, under, I understand that. I may not have always liked the decision, but I've always understood it. Um, and I think it's the same thing with Chelsea Peretti. She may not like it. Um, you know, there was... When Fox canceled Brooklyn Nine-Nine, there was no telling what was going to happen. Of course, NBC stepped in. Um, but she really had to think about her family and what she needed to do. Um, you know, and... It's not like she's going to be hurting for money. She gets residuals from the show being in syndication. Um, but in any case, um, this happened. I would guess that it was probably more of the producers doing, and that's why she's kind of hedging her bets here. But that's just my guess. And sometimes that's the way the Girl Scout cookie crumbles. I'm going to be go and be right back. And I'm back and. We're going to do a double um, Drunk Awards take today. Um, Mostly because I don't know if I'm going to be able to um, record during the weekend. So why not? Um, And coming up very soon, you are going to have probably one of, if not the longest episode in Drunk Gossip history. um, The Drunk Awards. Um... It'll probably be released Oscar Sunday. Um, And it'll be just as long as the Oscar telecast. Um, So, social media is becoming very important. We've talked about this before. Um... It, it it's just one of those things that's very invasive in in our lives. Invasive is probably not the right word to use here. Um, I'm looking for where she posted. Anyways, um, Rachel Wilson and Robbie Malik. Um, apparently are long time pills. They're very. That's a very weird combination to me, but, you know, shit happens. I get it. Um, so, she randomly posted a picture of her and Rami at the Golden Globes. It doesn't say what it was. Um. 
Anyways, so she captioned the picture with, Hey, at Rami Malik, where'd you get that gold chain? Hashtag TBT, hashtag Oscar worthy, hashtag don't forget the little people. Um, and, you know, it's all well, fine, and good. We all have those old friends. Um, I'm still in touch with my um, best friend from elementary school. Um, he and his husband, actually, before I moved to New York, they lived fairly close to me. We never hung out. Um, but we could have. You know, and if if I ever found a picture of him and I, yes, I would, I would post it and whatever because, again, we're still friends. Um, we're not as close as we used to be. Um, but that doesn't matter. the The whole thing is here is something feels off. Um. You know, and maybe really it's just a friend calling out another friend, which is cool, you know. We've all done it, that, and that's what social media helps us do. But it feels more like she's setting the stage for him to win. And it, obviously this is, that's what you would want from your friends, but if you read Crazy Days and Nights like I do, um... He had, um, any lawyer had an item up today where he basically says, let me pull this up. Again, I know production notes get off my back. (laughs) He basically, he says that Bilson, quote, as of late has been enlisted by a studio to help out on an Oscar campaign. She agreed and has really sold herself out by doing so. I hope the next gig is worth it. Here's the thing. Um, Rachel Wilson is a great actress. Um, she was on How I Met Your Mother. She actually played a very pivotal role on How I Met Your Mother. Um, I think she was only in two or three episodes, but, she, you know, it was... It was one of those characters that really pushed things forward. Um, she she's a great actress. She's fantastic in almost everything she does. But why sell yourself out? You know, Rami himself didn't do anything wrong. His biggest crime here is lying that he didn't know. And I'm, you know, it's fine. Okay. He wants to win an Oscar. I get it. We all want to win an Oscar. I'm pretty sure I have about 10 Oscar speeches ready um, to go if I ever get lucky enough to be nominated and or likely to win. But at the same time, I'm not going to enlist people to help me win. I'm not going to drag people into this. I'm going to let my work stand on its own. And I really wish Rami would have done that. Even if he doesn't win for Bohemian Rhapsody, which seems very unlikely. He's going to get other movie roles. He's going to have more chances. And that's just the truth. I'm going to go, and and I'll be right back. And I'm back. So we talked about this um, a while ago. 
And you'll hear it again um, when you listen to the Drunk Awards episode. But there, at the start of this week, or maybe the end of last week, there was a um, a report circulating that they were only going to have two of the best original songs play, um, performed at the Oscars. One was um, Kendrick Lamar's All the Stars from Black Panther, and the other was <clears throat> Shallow by Lady Gaga and Bradley Cooper. And there was a huge outrage, and Lynn, uh, Lin-Manuel Miranda was all up in arms about it, and allegedly so was Lady Gaga. And so while Lynn uh, Manuel Miranda may have been leading the um publicly leading the charge behind the scenes, Lady Gaga was taking taking charge, and she basically told the producers of the telecast, "Listen, if all these songs aren't performed, I'm not performing." And it was very bold of her to do this for several reasons. first of all. She hasn't actually been awarded the Oscar yet. Um, so there's a, there was a chance that they could take the nomination o- away from her. Um, also, she had to, she had to have been reassured that going to. And, and forcing the producer's hands wasn't going to neg- negatively affect um, the campaign for her to win Best Song. As I've mentioned before, I don't believe that there's a chance in hell she's going to win Best Actress. Um, I think at one time there might have been, but I really think this is that it's now Gwen Close's to lose. Maybe I'm wrong. I don't know. Um, oh, and just so you know, I'm going to do, I know I did like a quick take, but the sun, the Friday before the Oscars, I'm going to do a whole episode of my predictions just for you all. Yay. Um, that will not make it into the Drunk Gossip episode, or the Drunk Awards episode though. Anyways, so Gaga was really out there forcing her hand and... And letting them know, like, what was going to happen. And producers were like, okay, yeah, all the songs can be performed. So we're going to get Kendrick Lamar performing his song, Lady Gaga performing Shallow. Um, Jennifer Hudson performing... Uh, I'll Fight from the um, Ruth Bader Ginsburg docu- um, documentary. I'll fight the Willie Watson, Tim Blake Nelson tune. Um, when a cowboy trades his spurs for wings. Um, in the place where lost things go. Um, that's going to be, that is going to be performed, but Emily Blunt will not be performing it because um, she was a little bit concerned about doing it. Um, uh, performing live. You know, she's not a singer by trade. She's a, she's an actress, so 
I think that kind of unnerved her a little bit to do. That being said, I mean, there's an opportunity there to um, get someone like Barbara Streisand in. People kept people. People really want like Julie Andrews to come in and perform it. Here's the thing. Um, unless I'm misremembering this, and it's possible I am, but I'm pretty sure that Julie Andrews can no longer sing. Um, I think she had like um, throat cancer or something, and is no longer able to to do that. So. I think it's it's very sweet and very admirable that people want that to happen, but I just don't think it's going to. Um, but if you get Barbara Streisand in there, you can um, have her do that, and then maybe a quick little melody, um, because it's the 50th anniversary of of one of her wins. So I think that's very important to think about. It's also very important to think about this. I'm going to go, and I will be right back. Okay, and I'm back. So, um, like I mentioned in an earlier segment, uh, the first segment with um, Chelsea Peretti, um, I, uh, when I was at the museum, um, my last little run there, I was just really bad off. Um, <clears throat> uh, basically, without being too graphic or gross, um, I was throwing up every five minutes. Um, and it, it all started because I have tendonitis in my shoulder. And I couldn't lift my arm, so I went to the doctor. Um, mostly because my boss forced me to, because I already knew how to treat it. I'd been dealing with tendonitis for years, and I knew how to take care of it, but I needed a doctor's so, note. So I went to the doctor. Um, I got a um, a, a flu shot and some other vaccination and I ended up really sick I, um, they ruled out that it was a combination of getting both of those shots at the same time and I don't believe it was either one of those shots alone um, what I do believe is I was probably already getting sick and the flu shot exasperated because they, when you get the flu shot it shoots the, the disease into you even though they were supposed to be dead. Anyway, so I got really sick. Um, and I was just really, really weak. And and the one time I did try to go in, I got sent home because I was, like I said, I couldn't hold anything down. I was running to the bathroom every five minutes. So, um, anyways, I went on medical leave. And um, I never returned. And some are theorizing that the same thing is going to happen with Wendy Williams. Um, she went, before the show went on hiatus for the holidays, um, she went and was supposed to be getting treated for um, Graves' disease. And then um, she was supposed to come back in January, January 14th. And that was pushed back. And, uh, and it was like, okay, yeah. You know, do you take care of you? Um, but the 14th became the 21st. And then she said she wasn't coming back for a long time because she was supposed to be in long-term hospitalization. 
Now, both Blind Gossip and Crazy Days and Nights have insinuated that she's actually not taking off because she's ill. She's trying to get rid of her husband. Um, the, the thought process here is that her husband, um, is cheating on her. He openly, um, has brought mistresses to the house. Um, I believe that came from Crazy Days and Nights. Um, and he's just a real tool bag. And she's trying to extract herself from him. And it's, the process is just taking a little bit longer than what she thought it was going to. Um, giving credence to that theory is... Um, she was spotted in Florida this week going into a CVS. Now, of course, she could be getting treatment down there. But it seems very strange when she lives in New Jersey and her work is in New York. Unless they have some sort of fancy treatment. Um, they're lining up, um, guest hosts, and the guest hosts are already filling up half of February. So, it's, it's very strange to me that she just keeps pushing this back, um, if, if she's able to walk and she's, she's okay. Um, another theory... Um, that both both Morning Gossip and Crazy Days and Crazy Days and Nights went with is also that she has a drug problem. Now she's had she's had one in the past. Um and it, a relapse is probably um right on I don't want to say right on course, but it it it's probably a, a fairly solid a theory. It's not one that any of us want to believe or think about, but it's definitely plausible. And if that's the case, I'm really hoping that she is in rehab or she's going to go get rehab and start to get her life back together again. Um, I think that's what we should all want for for addicts. I'm going to go and I will be right back. And I'm back. Um, one of the things I did want to say um, is that this weekend, even though I won't be recording um, a, a typical episode, I am going to do a deep dive into um, the Jesse Smollett um, story because it is the big story of the week. Um, it's Black History Month. And I think it's very important that we talk about these hate crimes that are happening um, just across the, the, the nation um, to people famous and, and not famous. Um, and the reason why I bring that up, of course, is because we're going to talk about Jesse Smollett. If, if you looked at the, the segment name, you knew that already. Um, But he's been he's been very quiet so far um, about his attack. He's been working with the police, the Chicago, the Chicago police. I swear to Jesus, I can talk most of the time. <laughs> um, but 
He's been talking to the police and whatnot, but he hasn't made a public statement. That changed today. Um, today being February 1st, 2019. Um, he, he doesn't really address the haters or anything like that. Um, he, he does in his own very unique, special way. Um, let me just read his statement to you and then we can talk about it a little bit. He said, beautiful people, let me start by saying that I'm okay. My body is strong, but my soul is stronger. More importantly, I want to say thank you. The outpouring of love and support from my village has meant more than I will ever be able to truly put into words. I am working with authorities and have 100% have been 100% factual and consistent on every level. Despite my frustrations and deep concern with inaccuracies and misrepresentations that have been spread, I still believe that justice will be served. As my family stated that these these types of cowardly attacks are happening to my sisters and brothers and non-gender conforming siblings daily. I am not and should not be looked at looked upon as an isolated incident. We will talk soon and I will address all of the details of this horrific incident, but I need a moment to process. Most importantly, during times of trauma, grief and pain, there is still a responsibility to lead with love. It's all I know. And that can't be kicked out of me. With love, respect, and honor, Jesse. And, I mean, that's a lot of lot to unpack here. But I think... I think the important part is... Um, exactly what he said. These, these attacks are happening to everybody across the country. Um... <clears throat> I said in my article about this whole situation, Make America Hate Again, that the rhetoric from Trump has made this okay. <clears throat> you can't necessarily blame him for this 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 incident. I don't want to say isolated because it's definitely not isolated. Um, but you can't blame him for this incident. On the on the level of he committed the crime, but you can blame him for using rhetoric that's not okay, for saying that trans people should not be in the military. They did nothing. They were serving our country, and all that did was f- further fuel the religious rights animosity and made their hatred okay. When you talk about brown people kidnapping and duct taping women up, there are white trash men in Kentucky that do the same damn thing, but you don't do anything about that. There are white men who commit mass murders in this country. And they're not even acknowledged as the terrorist that they are. And the only difference between them and a Muslim man or them in a Latin man is the color of their skin. And that's why these hate crimes are on the rise. And it, maybe I'm preaching to the choir, and I hope I am. But if, if not, if you're supporting someone who says these things, please evaluate, because this incident with Jesse was not... 
it was not one of those incidents that will simply go away. That's not how it works. I'm going to go for the night. Um, look for the Jesse deep dive um, sometime this weekend. Hopefully I can get it out to you tomorrow, but no promises. Um, and until we speak again, cheers.